Welcome to the Better Strangers Podcast. My name is Eric McEwen, and I'm your host slash conversation haver. What this podcast is all about is having conversations with complete strangers. What I do is I call up people who submit their information to the site. We get to know each other, and we get to learn a little bit about conversation, how to have it, and how not to have it. If you listened last week, you know I had a really tough time uh, having conversation. And there were a lot of pauses, and I dropped the ball quite a bit. This week, I I think I learned from that, and I think I picked things up a bit. It's uh, things seem to flow a little bit better, so it should be easier to listen to for all you out there. I also did a little, little something to the sound quality. This conversation goes for about sixty-three minutes, and I do edit these just to clean things up, clean up the audio, clean up any pops or anything that make things too noisy but i don't this is a real conversation i don't edit out the pauses no matter how much i want to i i listen to the whole thing i clean it up and i really want to take out some of the pauses but i don't i don't they're all in there this is about having a real conversation and seeing how it flows and how it doesn't so sit back uh maybe play some solitaire while you're listening to this if you're if you're just sitting listening to this and staring at a wall, uh, I, um, I would be a little worried about you. But hopefully you're not doing that. Go ahead, listen, and I'll see you on the other side of the conversation. Hello, is Amanda there? Speaking. Hi, this is uh, Eric McEwen calling. Hi. 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 How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm great. How are you doing? Doing well, thank you. Good. Do you have uh, some free time to chit-chat? Sure. Great. Um, so, my name is Eric, your name is, and I got Mana right, is that correct? Yeah. Okay, good. So, all right, um, getting to know each other. <laughs> this is how conversations start, right? I, I suppose. Um, yeah. So, how's the podcasting going? <laughs> the podcasting is going, uh, great. It's interesting, um, to see you. I'm excited to see what happens, and I guess this is just a continuation of that, huh? Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. what, what, uh, now, I don't know. See, I have to see where I want to drive this, because saying, well, why did you uh, submit to this podcast is kind of a something unrelatable or... Or something shared, I guess. I'm not explaining this very well. No. No. Right, right, right. Well, I I believe I saw the link um, either from Courtney McLean or something that Butch Roy had posted. One of those Mm. guys. One of those jerks. um, I know. How dare they? Right, right. Um, It it was kind of an interesting idea because I'm also quite shy. Okay. Well, this will work out either horribly or really good. I know. Oh, yeah. As long as we know we're both in the same boat. Good. See, there's a shared starting point. Yeah, exactly. All right, so you say uh, uh, you're also very shy. Um, Mm -hmm. Let's see. So, uh... Plus, I think we went to high school together. Did we? At the... Around the same... Years, I believe. Um, Robinsdale Cooper. Yeah. Okay. All right. I was. Um, I graduated in two thousand. Okay. Yeah, I graduated in ninety seven. So I think. Is there any crossover there? Year crossover. Yeah. That might have been what what caught my eye was like that name looks really familiar. Right. Well, in my last year of high school, I wasn't calling myself Eric McEwen. I was, mm-hmm. I gave myself a stage name like an idiot, and I was called Bixter Friendly. Uh-huh. Yeah, isn't that the most attention-grabbing, jackass kind of thing to do in high school? I, um, I wouldn't say it's so much of a, of a, like a stage name as like a stripper name, but I mean. That's true. <laughs> Very good own. point. Oh, man. But I work with a couple of arrest troops, so my mind kind of skews naturally towards that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, so, you work yeah. with strippers? Is that what you said? 
Uh, no, I work with, um, I'm a stage manager for a couple of burlesque troops, actually. Oh, I gotcha. That's classier. Right. There's um, entertainment involved. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's all entertainment to somebody, right? I suppose. Just to, to, the, de- to, to the detriment of some, sometimes. So, um, what, uh, how did you get this idea, then? I got this idea because I'm horrible with talking with people. Uh, including friends. Um, I seem like uh, there's no natural conversation. You know, it's more just shooting the shit, I guess. Mm-hmm. And nothing really deeper than that. I thought, well, I'd interview my friends for a podcast and find out more about them, but that seemed too easy. Yeah. So I decided to make it strangers only to make it more difficult. Yeah. That's- yeah. Quite a hurdle. Right, yeah. So here we are. And that brings us brings us here. Um, what so are you when, at? What oh, was go that? Ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Your podcast. Oh, that's all right. No, this is it's not this isn't my podcast we're talking. This is just a conversation we're having. Okay. Right, right, right. Um, yes. Conversation. Nobody's gonna listen to this ever. Just imagine <laughs> this goes into the ether. <laughs> So I was I was going to ask um you you labeled yourself as shy is that the way you've uh, always been or is that did that change at some point in your life? Um no, I have I have always been really shy. Okay. I think Yeah, I have I was uh shy as a child and then I think I got over it a bit in high school and then I think I reverted back uh, in some ways, you know, not not in all ways, but um, yeah, just kind of going the opposite way with it. And I guess this is a good way to try and f- force it back. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I ended up kind of getting uh, less shy about stuff when I started uh, working at the Renaissance Festival. And then I would start going to um, the weekly events that some of them would have mm-hmm. to just get to know people a little bit more and, and try to be more outgoing. Right. So more of the after after hours kind of stuff? Yeah, there's after hours stuff. And then um, at the time during the week at the Dubliner bar, one of the Irish bands would play mm-hmm. every every Tuesday. So like all of these, no matter what time of year, they'd just go up there anyways and mm-hmm. hang out and socialize. And, and so the people I had kind of met... Um, you know, on one weekend or seen a couple of times, I was able to see more often and get to know them more. So that happened a little more naturally that way, a little more gradually. Yeah, it. I mean, it was still kind of scary. Mm-hmm. But um, I just, you know, I had I asked specifically the one the people that I did know. I asked them to introduce me around. Who are these people? Um, that's a, told that's people a, that my goal was to get to know more. So. Yeah, that's a great way to go about it. Now you were you said you work at the Renaissance Festival. Yeah. Um and do you so do you do a lot of interaction with strangers then? Um no, that's like my worst um nightmare. That's my biggest downfall right now is like okay. is um I direct a, a troupe that has a stage show. Okay. But we also um unlike the other stage shows, like we also will go out on the street between the shows more often. And mm-hmm. um so even even if I'm hanging out with another performer, going up and interacting with people is, is kind of difficult for me. So I've been um, trying to uh, change that, and I've been trying to take some more improv classes and get into doing getting more comfortable with that kind of thing. Yeah, that's a good idea. Just not to derail things, but do you have an animal eating near you? Oh, uh, wait, what? An animal somewhere eating uh, food? Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm making dinner. No, no, that's all right. That's all right. I was just—I was trying to guess the noise. I was playing a little game. It sounded what like did a, you think it was? Sounded like a cat eating wet food or something noisily. Yeah, it could be. No, it was um, a pepper grinder. Ah, I—I <laughs> I would do terrible at that sound game. Yeah. Oh, they—they they have those all the time, though. Yeah. It's something that sounds like rain is is really bacon frying. Oh it's yeah, yeah, and that—that's all fully work. Yeah. Like the uh, stabbing the watermelon in Psycho makes the makes the uh, shower scene noises. 
Yeah, like the description of cantaloupe is for like brains. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see, I had some direction to go here, it sounded like. Oh. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, interesting to me as well, what what do you fear about meeting people or getting or talking to new people? Hmm. Uh, because there's got to be something stopping us from doing that. There's got to be some barrier real or imagined. Um, for, for me, I think it's um, like the fear of of being judged or embarrassing myself, mm-hmm. you know, uh, not not being able to be funny because like there's a huge pressure, especially at the working at festival, to be fucking hilarious. Like, right. Everybody, everyone successful just has everyone in stitches all the time. But um, realizing that that it doesn't have to be hilarious, just genu- genuine. Yeah. Kind of helping. Absolutely. No, that is that is my problem with conversation where I'm just trying to find the funny points mm-hmm. at, ov- over the genuine points. Yeah. Well, and, um, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I feel that I'm kind of misanthropic, and so I will also... I am afraid of judgment, but then I, will, I will also judge too harshly other people and, okay. and make you know, decisions about them before I actually talk to them mm-hmm. and decide it's not worth the trouble or something. Right. And also, that's kind of how you would perceive other people thinking of you is the, is the pre-judgment. Uh, right. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, I guess the point there is uh, or just trying to get over that in the in the who cares uh, kind of it's hard to say that it's hard to say well who cares if they're judging me or who cares if they're not yeah. you know what does it what does it matter to me or what does it matter to them yeah well it's really hard to do in especially in American society because everything you do matters mm-hmm. um, only everything the, the stuff that people think about you is the only thing that matters mm-hmm. well but there's the uh uh, how you think about yourself as well, which is, you know, if you think, if you know yourself, or mm-hmm. if you at least trust that you know yourself. I'm just expounding here like I'm in a psychologist's office. Uh, oh, yeah, no, I understand. <laughs> but if, you know, if you if you uh, think you know yourself and you just uh, accept it, you know, it's it doesn't really matter. You kind of head off your own problems. yeah. Or, or the other people's opinions don't matter as much. So it, it's important how you're perceived, I guess, but only to a certain point. I mean, obviously, you don't want to come off as an asshole. But <laughs> well, <laughs> some people y- do. Yeah, yeah. But if if people aren't coming up to you actively saying, uh, you, you know, you're being a dick or you're being an asshole, then you probably hey. aren't being an asshole, and people, you know, might have preconceived notions about you but opening your mouth is you know either it's going to prove them right and in that case uh what does it matter what they think because why would you want to deal with that person or be friends with that person or it'll prove them wrong and maybe you'll have a new friend this is all better said than done it's really hard to do yeah it's really hard to do if you can have a good laugh over something that kind of helps break the ice sometimes yeah. And see, we're strangers, and we're doing pretty good right now. Yeah, that's, that's decent. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I hope I can be decent, if, <laughs> if anything else. Um, we haven't I, insulted each other yet, so that's good. Oh, was that a requirement? Cause oh, I, I don't know. I, I think it depends <laughs> on where the conversation goes. Yeah, I suppose. I don't know, I really, I'm not, it takes a lot to really get me, like, pissed off. Mm-hmm. So, I really, like, I can, I don't know, especially if I know somebody, I'm a lot more forgiving. Yeah, it's hard to, personally, it's hard to hold a grudge or just keep that, keep a hold of that. Because it's so tiring. You know, you have to keep track of why you don't want to talk to this person or what right. they did to you. I mean, if right. you're oh, and 
if they're in the same social circle, it, that's just even more hard just to... Uh, yeah, yeah. You're sharing friends and sharing space. Mm-hmm. But it's also hard to hash things out, too, because what if they don't even know or care that what they uh, did or said offended you or made right. you angry? Because well, th- if they don't care, then they shouldn't be your friend. But that's true. This all <laughs> this all sounds like uh, uh, like teachers in elementary school. We should have learned this a long time ago. <laughs> like, well, maybe since Jimmy pushed you, maybe you should just stop being friends with him. Like, yeah, but we want everyone to like us. Yeah. Yeah, but he has all the cool toys. He wants me to come over after school. <laughs> yeah, he's got the full Voltron, and I just have the green lion. <laughs> so his parents must be... He's like one of the legs or something, so it's not even an exciting part. I know. I mean, that's Pidge. But, yeah. you know, he's got the glasses, and is the nerdiest of the Voltron superheroes. They always have to have a nerdy one. Yeah. Well, they have to be inclusive. I had a friend yeah. who... Uh, has a daughter, son, I forget. Anyway, there's this Nickelodeon, car- oh, there was this Nickelodeon cartoon about dragons. Okay. And, you know, just dragons talking and chatting, you know, not like dragons fighting other guys, but just they happen to be dragons in this teaching lessons kind of situation. Okay. And they're in, this, they're in this magical world of dragons and they have a handicapped one in a wheelchair. And that just sent him off the the deep end, because you're you're here in this magical world of dragons, he would say, and you, you there's no need to have someone in a wheelchair. You're in a land of land of magic. Kids don't need to have this in this situation. You know there can be other shows for that, but here yeah. you don't need that's a wheelchair easy. dragon. That's for the uh, that's the that's for the BK Kids Club to take yeah. care of. I think. Well, and it it doesn't work at all. Kids are still fucking mean to each other. <laughs> just... yep. Oh, should I not be swearing? I forgot. Like, no, I I marked this in iTunes as explicit. Okay, cool. So, I mean, I don't I don't want people to uh, judge what they're saying or or feel restricted at all. Okay, good. Because substance swear words are just pretty pathetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a there's a you know they're the Spice. They add spice to language. <laughs> They're like a bit of pepper when you need it. Or don't or don't need it. Maybe there's too much pepper, but still. I guess uh, I don't think there's enough pepper. <laughs> now, you don't uh, work at the Renaissance Festival year-round, so what do you do in the... I hate to say normal times, because obviously what we uh, work for is... A... Yeah. Oh, was that the end of your sentence? Um, no, but I stopped talking. I have a problem with that too. I'll just okay, kind of well, drift I would off. Tell you. Okay, let's I would go. Just keep talking until you okay. talk time. <laughs> good, good. Um, no, I I'm currently an underemployed, the graphic designer. Okay. So I do some freelance stuff, and then for a day job, I am a temp at a document processing place where I just print stuff uh, out. And that's that's really the dream, isn't it? You're finally um, you're finally doing what you really want with that document printing. Dude, it is so hard to stay awake. <sighs> like I didn't know I thought it was an easy job at first, but the hardest part of it is actually just trying to stay awake so I can keep keep hitting that button. Mm-hmm. So, it, so is this something that could be done by a computer if someone had enough time on their hands to set that up? Or does it need some ounce of uh, human finesse? Um, I, well, I, I think they were, when I started there, the supervisor explained that they were trying to make this a digital process so that mm-hmm. um, one could uh, select the doc, only the documents that needed to be printed mm-hmm. instead of like what we do right now is we print out everything and then it goes to another group of people who sort through all of it and throw away all the duplicate stuff and all of the irrelevant stuff <laughs> to make, you know, and so then you only have like 200 pages out of a loan that you printed out that was like a thousand pages long and it's just... Holy crap! Yeah. If trees of a hell, I'm going to it. 
<laughs> you know, I, now I don't want to uh, poo-poo your dream job here, but that sounds <laughs> that sounds like a giant waste. I just gotta yeah. say, uh, wow! Yeah. But I got the bills to pay. That is incredible. I am. I'm. I, uh, let's see. I'm trying to say I'm sorry, Les, but I sympathize. <laughs> That, that works for sure. I sympathize with your plight, but at least you're making some money to right. uh, pay for the dinner that you're making. Right, it's it's something to do. Yeah. Huh. So, uh, so you're a graphic designer by trade. Right. Is that uh, something a little more in your uh, wheelhouse? Isn't yeah, wheelhouse. We'll say wheelhouse, but more of your passion. Um. Yeah. Definitely. I was. Always like the artsy kid mm-hmm. in school, and um, even did a, a one panel comic for the, the Cooper newspaper for a little <laughs> while. It was my senior year or something. I did a comic for the Cooper newspaper my senior year. Brilliant. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I started college for photography. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to. I really wanted to, like compose these images that I could I could tell stories with and, and share with people, and then. Um, I realized that developing photos is entirely too tedious, and I hated it. <laughs> All right, so that wasn't the process you liked. So yeah, no. So, so the digital um, medium was a lot more instantaneous and malleable. It is, it is. But now that I only have uh, like a digital camera and I don't mm-hmm. have access to developing equipment, I kind of miss it of having the control. Okay. But it still was just maddeningly. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's I, I at one point I wanted to be a clay animator. Oh, cool. And that uh that is very tedious uh work. Mm-hmm. And I got I don't have the attention span for something like that. <laughs> I think it all comes down to attention span. So you like watching the stuff, but not necessarily animating. Yeah. I like being creative, but it needs to be more at your fingertips almost, or just, I want to make something and like show it the same day. More instantaneous. Mm-hmm. I think that's my problem with, I wanted to be a writer at one point too, but I hated going back and editing. Or I hate the thought of you're making this giant story yeah. and you have to go through it again. No, I want to write it and be done. And just <laughs> well, that's give it. Well, I readers. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's 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 all not dedication, but uh, persistence, I guess. Yes, yeah. The, the having the passion to still want to live and breathe something, mm-hmm. even though it might be tedious or might be boring at times. Or... Yeah, because everything isn't going to be good all the time. Correct. I mean, I do I do improv, and I love that, but. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes, sometimes it's tough. Sometimes you're just not on, and sometimes, you know, I mean, even if it's bad, it's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. But um, it's, you know, everything has its ups and downs. True. So, does that doing improv um, satisfy your more instantaneous desire? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I think uh, I want. I was doing uh, a theater major at the. University of Minnesota, mm-hmm. and just the learning lines wasn't, you know, in high school, that's what you did, is you did plays and everything, but right. after that, it just seemed that learning lines was no fun whatsoever, and improv was just this this instant thing that not only did you not have to learn lines, but this was also your product that you were displaying, you know, this was your mind and your uh, ability just kind of out oh, there yeah. at the same time. You're not just parroting someone else's content. Right. And obviously, actors do some great work uh, manipulating lines, and no matter <laughs> no matter what uh, uh, the... Uh, who's Glenn Gary? Uh, uh, Mamet. No matter what Mamet says, uh, <laughs> act- actors are still kind of integral. Um, now you said uh, you're looking at improv for helping out with at the Renaissance Festival, or you have been. 
doing it? Yeah, well, a little bit of both. Like, um, Butch Roy, uh, for the past couple of years, has been offering an improv class designed specifically for the Festival of Street Performers. Oh, that um, makes sense. And it's and, and he, the whole the activities and the, the kind of pointers and lectures that he gives in between the activities are specifically developed for or aimed at like working out there, performing out there with people. Mm-hmm. And I've um, it's the same class like every time, but I've gone like two or three times, and it's still just as much fun, and it still helps. You know, get yeah, it, and ready and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but besides that, no, I haven't really done a lot of more of improv, but I think I should. Yeah, it's it's I I did high school and or high school and improv. I did improv in high school, and you know that was the first place I heard. Well, why do you have to practice improv? You know, don't you just make it up? And it's 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 like any you know why do you why do you have to practice jazz? Don't you just do it? No, you have to learn how to how to do it. You know, it's not just yeah. there inherently. There's like a, a structure and, and like visual cues that you learn from people yeah it's visual cues it's practice it's seeing your style it's seeing what works it's it's all it's all trying it out and trying new things yeah have you ever heard of commedia dell'arte the italian uh what what was that have you ever heard of commedia dell'arte oh yeah 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 with the uh the old man and the uh yeah um that's the troupe i direct it's a commedia troupe so oh um, wonderful Thinking that improv skills are, are a little bit necessary. <laughs> yeah, right? That seems... That's kind of the origin of right. improv right there. No matter what Spolin says. Right. And, um, yeah, we're we're getting to the point where we're all comfortable with each other because we've been together for, like, three or four years, depending mm-hmm. on the person. So it's, um, so it's getting better. Uh, yeah. But it's still... It's terrifying, but then when you start doing it, like, I found at the improv classes with Butch or even just rehearsing with the troupe, mm-hmm. just goofing around like that, it's so much fun. And you get just this cool performance buzz and and you don't even think about, like, holy crap, what am I doing? I'm just making stuff up or you don't have time to be afraid. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you, it's, it's exciting when you get to that point where you're not thinking of what comes next and you're just doing mm-hmm. um it's it's really exciting um yeah and there's you know that's that doesn't happen all the time there's sometimes when it's like oh i gotta i gotta think about what to do next and you just kind of get stuck in your head kind of just thinking and thinking mm-hmm. about what you need to do but then yeah there's that comfort comfort comfortability yeah there we go comfortability level uh, that comes with, you know, practicing with the same people and trusting each other. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Good. Well, I'm glad. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you agree with that. Now, are you are you in any shows currently? Like the uh, not doing over at Huge. Currently, I'm I'm gonna be doing a show in coming back doing a show in July. Cool. So got a little time off. Um, and I'm kind of itching, itching to do more improv, but it's, it's obviously I've, I keep myself busy with these sort of things. Yeah. Well, everyone needs a project. Yeah. Or, or several, several projects. Or several. Yeah. Is this all you do or do you have a day job? I have a day job as, uh, uh I send out marketing emails to, uh, <laughs> it, it's, I usually tell people I work at. Or I don't usually, but I, I have this plan to tell new people I meet that I work at McDonald's. Oh, okay. Because it seems like there's more I could say about working at McDonald's than I send out <laughs> emails. I suppose. So I guess that would be one area where you can't be afraid of being judged. McDonald's? Yeah, well, lying oh, yeah. about where you work. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because if if they do judge me, then uh, they're judging a lie. And who are they uh-huh. then? Who are they? So it doesn't count. Oh, oh! I think I solved this. We should just lie to everybody. Oh, th- you done already? Oh, um, <laughs> yes, I've been lying no, this whole time. 
I uh, I have done that in certain social situations. If I um, uh, feeling mischievous or if I've been drinking, I'll just start making up random facts to whomever <laughs> I am talking with, and it has to be someone I don't know, obviously. But right, um, it's just fun to kind of like make something more interesting than the truth. Uh huh. I think I. I'm too worried about keeping up the lie. Unless it's like a one-time thing, maybe yeah, I'll be more of a more of a character, I guess, than yeah. myself. But it doesn't happen too often. Yeah, there's a there's a quote about something. I don't remember who said it, but there's a quote kind of evol- involving the concept like if you walk into a room like you own the place, people will believe it. Mm-hmm. Like if, and then eventually you will, but yeah, that's not me. That's not me. I get, <laughs> I get, I get nervous if I go into a store and check if they have something, and just walk <laughs> out, and like, oh, really? obviously they think I'm stealing, so I just act normal, and then I'm not acting normal as I'm walking out. <laughs> I, I feel I'm pretty good at pulling that off of being, of putting on the face to be confident, <laughs> and then. I have the exact opposite. Uh, I, if I get blamed for something, I giggle. If I didn't do it, <laughs> really. But if I did do it, then I can keep a straight face. Like someone downloaded a, uh, I think it was uh, taking care of business or some weird ass ringtone from my wife's phone. Okay. And she would not believe that I didn't do it, uh, and I just <laughs> and I just kept laughing about it. That that she kept accusing me, and that's not that's not helping my case at all. Right. I hope I never you have to go to court. <laughs> There's no way you can use that to your advantage, or I I, I don't know how you would, but um, <laughs> uh, there should be some way to exploit it. Uncontrollable giggling. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to work on that. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so this is feeling fairly comfortable. Yeah, sure. It's enjoyable. To make it less uncomfortable by, uh, by talking about it. Uh, yeah, that totally works. Yeah. No, no part, of, you know, part of it is just kind of uh, stepping out. We're not even stepping out of the conversation, but just seeing what works and what doesn't and it seems like you know just relating to similar you know just similar things i guess if yeah more I guess than this anything is probably, this is probably how normal people get to know each other <laughs> right yeah one would think. right and it's you know kind of like improv where you shouldn't necessarily be worrying about what you're going to say next it just kind of flows uh one thing into the other And, well, I mean, anything in somebody, any sort of, like, topic that someone is talking about, you can think of like, three or four different things to kind of jump off from and remind you of something or whatever. Yeah, it's it's not being worried about saying the right thing, but just being able to say something. Right. Have you um, done many of the these interviews yet? This would be my third. Okay. Okay, so you're still... You're still refining the process. <laughs> right, <Europe>. yep. <laughs> that could help. <laughs> yeah, no, the the process is finding itself. Um, and I think it, it's weird that I, I go back and kind of edit uh, some pops and clicks or whatever out of these mm-hmm. podcasts and just make it a little smoother and make sure everything <laughs> lines up. So okay. not only do I have to have the conversation, but then I have to listen to the conversation again to oh, edit yeah. it and then you know I listen to it again just to to <laughs> see what I've I've gleaned from it I guess mm-hmm. so that's you a lot of listening to myself talk yeah so you don't necessarily like listening to yourself on recorded I've I've gotten used to it I've been doing another podcast for a few years so I've gotten oh, okay. I've gotten used to what uh what podcast is it it is the Mustache Rangers podcast. Oh, sure. I've heard of that. 
Yeah, yeah. I so that, you, cool. Yep, that's actually our our improv group that I do. Um, just we do a short little podcast weekly. I'll have to go look it up because I'm trying to find more podcasts to do. This, this, this podcast is turning into a great way to promote my other podcast. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, I, uh, a couple of friends of mine started their own podcast called Apropos of Nothing. Okay. Where they sit around and they bullshit about stuff, mostly like beer and performing. They're both vilifiers and they both like homebrew and do this stuff. But uh, I like it because what I like is is they're funny guys and I like listening to them talk and debate and argue and stuff. But I don't have to be in the same room with them when they're farting and. <laughs> you can just kind of let them go do their own thing and uh, not be worried about chiming in. Right, I can I can mute it or I can <laughs> pause it and walk it. away. Right. That's right. We should be able to do that with all of our friends. Yeah, just Kivo parties. That would be nice. Right. Uh, enough of this. Let's fast forward past, past this politics part. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. They're, they're pretty fun. I mean, they uh, do homebrewing stuff, so it's interesting to listen to. Yeah. Just, um, I don't have to travel all the way up to Minneapolis. Right, right. Okay, so where are you... Uh, Located then, you're not in Minneapolis. Um, well, I live in Burnsville. Okay, Burnsville. So not too um, far out of just the suburbs. Yeah, no, it's it's we're real close to the highway, so mm-hmm. I mean, it's twenty minutes to get into Minneapolis tops. It's still annoying though, right? So it's, I, I mean, I, I like the area because there's um there's lots of resources as far as like shopping or uh, we got some great liquor stores down here, which is really cool. <laughs> great liquor stores. Uh huh. Um, okay. Yeah, there's a couple of them. Do they have, uh, uh, yeah. like, the good Belgium stuff in there? Oh, yeah. You don't, oh, don't even know. It's great. Um, <laughs> I, I think I know a little. There's uh, Blue Max, which is, um, Blue Max, which is, I think, down on 42 somewhere. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, we did the math. Blue Max sells their, all of their stuff for more, or for, like, 13% less than other liquor stores. Hmm. Um, That's... But they've got they've got a great selection of wines. Um, they've got their beers. Like the, there's one fridge for like the domestic, you know, Budweiser, piss in the can stuff. <laughs> and then the rest of like the whole back wall is all fridges with with imports and other local stuff and interesting things. Okay. So, so that like a flat Earth and a, a oh definitely surly and nice. That sounds like a pretty good shop. It's pretty cool. They have um they have a uh, like make your own six pack mix and match ah, thing going on, which is pretty that's cool. That's always nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then also uh, the Cellars, which is on um, Cliff Road near Highway 77. That is uh, also they do mix your own six packs. Mm-hmm. And they've got again great selection. Um, regular prices, but still really really great selection. Yeah, I think uh, I think people in the suburbs like to drink. I think that's why those shops do so well. Yeah. Well, you, go. you need something to console you after you mowed the lawn. That's like, right. oh, I just did yard work. I got a, I deserve a treat. Or, yeah, well, I live in an apartment, so ah. I don't have to do yard work. But I do have to, um, yeah, deal with other people in the building. Yeah, it's a trade-off, isn't it? And, right. It's, yeah, there's just there's just such a like a lack of of respect for any sort of public area that really just ticks me off. Right, because if you don't see the people, then obviously you're not dealing with another human being. These are just noises and sounds that come from other apartments. Right, or yeah. You might as well be living with with dirty ghosts. I'd be okay with dirty ghosts, so. <laughs> That's at least kind of, you know, mystical, and you can brag to your friends, ooh, I'm haunted. Yeah, but they're like dirty 90-year-old ghosts who make uh, crude sexual jokes all the time. Yeah, and then vomit in the stairway at 3 in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not so much. That's gross. Oh, totally. So, yeah, uh, yeah. We want to get a house eventually somewhere like in northeast Minneapolis, definitely, but for the moment, mm-hmm. I'm just going to... Here, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've really fallen far from the uh, 
from the tree. I'm living in New Hope. <laughs> oh, that so was sarcasm. Right? Yeah, so there. <laughs> I could I could take a quick five-minute drive over to the old high school and see a football game that I was always so um, interested in in the first place. Actually, I did go over there once. Um, recently, I was I have a friend who lives a few blocks away, and he also graduated from Cooper. Mm-hmm. Um, just hilarious. But um, I went over there to uh, write a message on the senior rock. Oh, yeah, the rock. Because I felt like that. Because I felt like doing it. They just, you know, like they don't even put any effort into decorating that thing anymore. They just pour paint over it, and it just looks like a melted pile of ice cream. Disgusting. I like... How we're talking about stuff that you know you and I are, are familiar with, because oh, this, because yeah. no no because this is a conversation between uh, two people, um, and <laughs> you know and we're not including anybody else, but this is totally uh, well, we could we could that's yeah. right for you weirdos who are listening in on our private conversation. She's like, um, no, Cooper High School had a big rock between the parking lots. And the school that was traditionally decorated every single year by the seniors. That's right. One time I put spray on hair on it and it just looked like brown paint. I was very disappointed. (laughs) I was, um, I wanted to write a message about how much I missed term. Yeah. For for those of you who are listening. (laughs) Right. For those of you who are listening, Herm was a fantastic uh, theater teacher who got me into improv and theater and everything. But yeah, that's uh, that's sad. Yeah. I would say definitely he was was his class that encouraged me to start. Yeah. His class that helped me defeat some of the fear of public speaking. Yeah. No, speech class was great along with... uh, Everything else. I took... Did I take speech twice? I only think I took speech once. I took acting twice for... Or theater twice, somehow. Yeah. I don't think anyone was keeping track. The friend that I have lived in that area, he also was a big theater nerd and performing, taking all the improv classes that he didn't mm-hmm. offer. So, we, you know, we bond over that. Something to talk about. I don't. I don't get. Uh, I don't wish like man. High school was so great. I wish I could do more. Uh, more of that because it was tiring and hard work and all of that. But there's just yeah. some things you don't realize how good they were when you were doing them. Yeah. And just well, being I, able to even in even in high school, I was kind of weirded out by those people who were like, "Oh, this is the best years of our lives. I'm going to cry when we graduate." All that crap. Because yeah, it was fun, but it's still like. You know, the formative years, there's still a whole adulthood ahead of us. Yeah. I mean, I looked back on middle school and it was like, middle school was bullshit. <laughs> and then, high, you know, in high school. And then, you know, you should realize that someday you'll look back and say, well, high school was bullshit. Totally. But, you know, stay in school, um, kids. Why are you listening to this, kids? There's an explicit tag on here. We're sa- We're swearing. Uh off your parents by listening to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I I do miss college though. And I hate to admit that, but I do miss college. Yeah, I I wouldn't want to go back to college, but it was good it was good times while it happened. Yeah. Well, it, there was a lot of goofing off in college. It was mostly goofing off. Oh yeah, I did entirely too much of that. Right. The um, design, the head of the design department, who was also the teacher for most of the final classes, like would mm-hmm. say, "You guys are going to miss this class. I, I promise you're going to get out in the real world, real world, and you'll miss college because it's so fucking easy." And I would just laugh and 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 totally dismiss him. And um, he's right. <laughs> he was right. Ah, uh... down to the letter, like it is hard. See out here, and the longer one goes without having like a design job, like the farther you get behind and keeping up with the trends and mm-hmm. keeping oh, up yeah. with technology. So, ah, fucking difficult. <laughs> you should, you should. All right, I want you to do this. I want you to see if you can find his email address or whatever, and 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 let him know he was right. 
Yeah, I should. Well, I told him I'd buy him a hat if I did, so I actually need to get out there and do that. Get hat All right. Size. <laughs> You're going to buy him a hat? Is that what I you I own said? a hat, yeah. What well, kind of hat? Like, the college is um, in St. Paul, right on Summit Avenue. So mm-hmm. I figured I'd just go down to Jaime's Haberdashery in, in downtown St. Paul. Fancy. And just, you know, if I could get his measurements, just get him a nice hat. Derby? You know, not, not too nice, but like he's like, he's classic St. Paul guy, like Ham's Brewery. Big <laughs> guy landing kind of guy, so I think he'd really appreciate that. So as long as it has a bear drinking beer on the uh, on the hat, he'll be happy. <laughs> yeah, I'll just uh, make a little embroidery on the side. Yeah, yeah, just iron on a logo or something. <laughs> oh, God. All right, that's your mission. You have to get that dude a hat. I'm, I'm not going to do that to a hat from high knees, dude. No, 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 no. They have quality menswear. Man, I should get. we should get paid for this. Let's Definitely. See, we've, we've mentioned uh, Surly, we've mentioned Flat Earth, we've mentioned the Haberdashery. Yeah, apropos uh, of nothing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, apropos of nothing, podcast. folks. Who does that yeah. podcast? <laughs> um, who does it? Yeah. Uh, does it matter if I tell you? No, it doesn't matter. Oh, okay. Uh, Matt and Salza, other names. Okay. Listen. Yeah, you guys owe me. You guys. That's right. You guys. <laughs> because the 20 people who listen to this podcast are just going to come flocking. Oh, for sure. You will be uh, inundated. They're all nerds and or brewing and cigar and drinking freaks. That's right. That's right. Ah, good times. How long have you been cooking? Um, like good 45 minutes now. 45 minutes? What are you making? I was um, broiling some steak. Okay. And then you also had to uh, make like a sauce with some vegetables, so I was doing that too. Okay. Did you say broiling? Yeah. Okay. I, I wasn't sure if you said that's boiling. That's top-down thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the way to do the steak in the oven. So, yeah, it was, uh, I don't know, I just had some meat and trying to find a recipe for it. Yeah, yeah. Can so can you just uh, grab a couple ingredients and like put something together, or do you have to go more by, you know, I've made something a couple of times and now I know it. Uh, the first one. The first one. All right. Yeah. All right. That's a talent I would love. That sounds great. It was really helpful in college when I was down to like frozen vegetables and ramen noodles. <laughs> well, there's really only two ways you can do that. Yes. Well. Yeah. So I mean. Uh, I don't know. I've, I guess when you when you've been cooking like mm-hmm. for so long, you just kind of get an, a, an idea of like, oh, this would taste good with this thing, you know, or I could prepare it this way and put it on this kind of bread, and it yeah. would work. And, and I, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. You know. I I like cooking, but I get too uh, nervous. I guess like, did I cook this chicken <laughs> enough? And then it'll just end up uh, too dry. Or you know, what if you know, did I follow the Recipe that's, exactly. That's why we have meat thermometers. Yeah. Well, I have meat thermometers. Four. But, but I mean, you know. Um, okay. All right. So, meat thermometers. Then I get nervous. Like, did I stick it in the exact center of the chicken? Or is this, like, off to the side and this is more done and the center's oh going to kill goodness. me? You know? Well, <laughs> then enjoy your overdone chicken, then. Right. <laughs> uh, this is practice. Practice, practice, practice. Oh, I got, oh. Ah, <laughs> oh, no. Damn it. Fix <laughs> it. Sorry. Listen, it sounds like. Oh my god! Everything's crazy. <laughs> it sounds like you're not okay. as good at cooking as you claim. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You can edit that out if you want. <laughs> you're really just putting pop tarts in the toaster for too long, aren't you? <laughs> No, no. Um, you know when you cook bacon and the grease on the bottom of the pan? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it will stay and it'll start burning. Yeah, that totally happened. <laughs> but um, uh, my uh, my husband and our friend Brian are overwatching TV, so I just left the apartment. And they're waving towels around, putting the <laughs> fans on, opening the windows. So you, so you, you started a fire and then you ran. Is that what I'm <laughs> yeah. hearing? No, I didn't actually. I haven't done that before. Like that whole boiling thing? Mm-hmm. Not very good at that just yet so uh, uh-huh. i was i was boiling like some garlic toast or something and it, it was just too close to the the top heating element 
And mm-hmm. so the fire alarm went off, and I pull out the tray to to cool it off, and the bread's on fire, like open flame, <laughs> on fire. And so I'm running around the kitchen. I literally like ran back and forth a couple of times with this pan on fire in my hand <laughs> before it's, dumping it into the sink. Well, were were you using that time to figure out what you were going to do with it, or were you trying to put it out by kind of waving it in the air? No, I was, I was trying to figure out what to do with it. Like, okay, so the brain wasn't quite uh, in yeah, sync like, with the with situation that down, was going do on. Do I stomp on it? Do I dump right. the sink? Whatever. Uh-huh. Because you don't you don't want to waste a fire extinguisher. Yeah, actually, that that might be quite useful. <laughs> I haven't done I haven't gotten anything open flame again since then, but I really don't want to take the the risk. The only thing I've used a fire extinguisher on is I was mowing the lawn a couple of years ago, and a plastic bag got sucked up into like the engine, and it just oh. started smoking. <laughs> so I put that in the middle of the driveway, got the fire extinguisher, and just blew it for uh, just in case, <laughs> just in case. Yeah, no, that's just probably safer. Yeah, I, pro- I I probably don't want any machines exploding in my driveway. Yeah, no. Not, yeah, yeah. No, that would not be fun. Right. Now, am I keeping you from dinner? Because that would be absolutely rude. Uh, no, I would definitely not. If dinner was ready, I would let you go. Okay. I'm not, Good. you know, so timid that I'm going to just let my food go cold just because right. I can't bring myself to say goodbye. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, uh, the last uh, call I had, they were uh, in the bookstore with a group of people. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they were just taking the call while they were um, browsing through books. And they right. had to say, well, it looks like my group has to go. Or it look, looks like my group is ready to go. Uh, she had to say that twice before I let her go. So it was just this to- total, like, uh, uh, like, uh, pay a little more attention, Eric. Don't be, uh, don't be. It's been in Minnesota goodbye. Yeah. Like, I, I've, I've had enough out-of-state friends, like, notice that, that it's, it's actually, like, a, a state quality, social quality. Like, keep, goodbye isn't goodbye. Goodbye is yeah. like putting somebody to bed. You put someone to bed and you still have to read them a story. It's not over. Oh, and singing a lullaby. Yeah. Oh, kids. Right? And, I, and I bringing a glass of water. Yeah. <laughs> I assume. Yeah. I don't have kids, but I just remember doing that when I was younger. Right, right, right. Me neither. I also do not have kids. <laughs> but I assume they are little devils. Probably. That will be adorable someday. Could you, um... So... You don't have kids, you're probably like in your early 30s, right? Yep, 31. So, are all of your other friends having kids now? Because all of my friends are squirting out babies, and it's just weird. Yep, absolutely. I've got... They don't think of us as that old to start doing that, but there's... How do you family? What the hell? One friend with three, one friend... Let's see, having his second. Lots of other friends with one or more. Uh, You know, they're just... Is that is that time? I guess. Yeah, yeah. But I don't want to feel obligated. Like, oh, they, we have to have kids that have are able to play together. Like, mm, you know, that's a bad reason to have a kid. Yeah, not if I've never felt obligated in that sense. Right. But my mom always makes like little offhand remarks, like about having grandchildren and waiting for mm-hmm. them. But then later she'll apologize, like, "Oh, no pressure. It's okay. I'm sorry." <laughs> Yeah, no, I haven't gotten any of that, so that's that's awfully nice. Lucky you. I know. I'm, you know, I'm just like to brag and brag. Maybe, um, maybe your friends and family don't want you to have kids. They don't want me to have kids. Maybe that's why you haven't gotten any pressure to do so. They're like, oh God, we <laughs> oh, don't need man. another one. We don't need those genes multiplying. <laughs> Let's end that gene pool right now. You know, not not to make you feel self-conscious or anything. Yeah. No, I don't know. I, it's it's just noticing it. Like, I've always had friends who have had children in some form or another, but now that I'm paying attention to that whole, like, oh, and get married and start a family kind of thing, I'm mm-hmm. realizing that I'm way behind the curve. Way behind. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, neither of my uh, uncles on my mom's side has any kids. And, yeah. uh, but I, but I've got like a billion cousins on the other side, so it's mm-hmm. this it's this weird contrast. There should be more to that story, but there isn't. Okay. I, I have nothing to add. <laughs> good, good, good. <laughs> Man, there you go. <laughs> this has been the first time we've really stalled out since the beginning. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, that might be another thing that makes it hard. Shut up! <laughs> Something's really good. Apparently, I, they're watching comedy. Oh, comedy. How blue collar. That stuff, I, I don't, I wasn't, can't see what, what they are exactly watching, but apparently it's hilarious. It, it sounds hilarious. Yeah. Uh, let's see, what, you had another, you had a, a segue. I did. All right. I've got it. Oh, no. Hmm. Damn that laugh. Oh, right. No, I remember. Um, That's, that's. Another thing that I have with social situations is like, I don't, you know that awkward silence people have and they just start talking to kind of fill it because they feel like they should be saying something. Mm-hmm. I, I don't do that. Like I can sit and stare at somebody. I don't have oh, anything to say. So you just leave it open and hanging. Yeah. Okay. I see. Well, I, I saw that problem with my last call. So I'm trying to get over that a little bit more this time. How, how did you solve it? You just have it. Just listening to it, and they were they were talking, and I wasn't really adding anything. Uh-huh. I just kind of went, yep, <laughs> and then waited for them to say some more stuff. So it was very, <laughs> I was uh, I was really bad. I was really bad at that conversation. That's the thing. That poor person was probably like, oh, he's not saying anything. I should, I should keep on going. Right. I should get something more. Right. It, l- luckily, they you know they did start talking again. So it was. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no. And then we all learned something for it. But yeah, just yeah, the the dead space or the dead the dead air kind of. The dead air, yeah. Oh yeah, it's I am comfortable with silence. And it's kind of funny to watch people struggle to find something to talk about. <laughs> That's true. That might that might have something to do with the um with the talking to strangers kind of thing or getting to know new people if you are <laughs> willing to watch people squirm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. No, I don't know. I mean, it, there, there. Are, I've met some people that I have been genuinely interest in, interested in, uh, like who they are and what they do and stuff. So I, I make a point to ask questions that I, you know, that I want to know about. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't happen very often, though. Yeah, there's. You don't want to... Yeah, that's another part. You don't want to be fake. Like, you know, well, tell me more about mailing emails, right? You, right. You, uh, you're obviously not going to force that topic because... Notice how I didn't talk Who about cares? That. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, but, you know, if just to appear interested or uh, engaged with a new person who maybe you really don't care what they're talking about is you know there's a politeness to it but really should there be mm, yeah it kind of depends on the situation yeah uh, so, you know yeah it's, it's easier in certain situations um certain social groups i have uh being who being this you know girl who well i know what that's uh, like swears a whole lot and drinks a whole lot and so no, it's it's easier to um, get respect and smart off to people mm-hmm. in in certain social situations. And if I like, say if I was with my husband's family, like they're totally like white Lutheran, I would okay. step away. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I really suffer in that in that environment because I can't just be myself and get away with saying rude things or. Or expressing myself of I well, I don't really don't care what you're talking about kind of thing. I have to be nice and polite and interested and whatever. Yeah, I think I have a kind of uh, gen- generally a kidding, but um, can be taken maybe as rude. 
<laughs> or, or off-putting sense of humor. Oh, yeah. Um, or, or, Has it gotten you into trouble? Um, no, not necessarily, but I think it's something someone might, might need to get used to. Ah, yes. So maybe that first impression needs to be a little bit more guarded than just uh, uh, being sarcastic. Maybe being sarcastic a little less in that mm-hmm. first that first little go around. You don't want to misrepresent yourself, but um, you, you don't want you to know. scare them off right away either. Right? Yeah. There's a, there's a bit of toning down that happens when you talk to a new person. It seems it's, it seems like, speak. yeah. Seems like we're figuring stuff out all over the place. Brilliant! Shit, should be taking notes. Yeah. Oh boy. Go back and transcribe the podcast later. Well, you know, I'll just run it through Google Voice for us, and I'm sure it will come out clean and articulate. Really? No. Oh. Sorry. See, like that. That that's the part I would shield normally. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't I don't do a lot of webcast technology, so I don't know. could have been telling the truth for all I know. Yeah, no, a Google Voice is uh, they have this bit where it'll translate your messages for you. It'll oh. it'll transcribe them and send an email to you if you missed a call. And yeah, it does a it does a bad job. I, I wonder if it's it's not so much that it's doing a bad job of sensing the language, but if people are doing a bad job of speaking the language. That I think it's a uh, must be a combination. Because I know I know Americans have a rep- reputation for being like for talking too fast and not enunciating enough. Ta- so, Man, really? Because I I always it's always sounds like we're talking way slower than. Uh, maybe it's just tin ears, but someone speaking French. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. It always takes me a couple of weeks to get used to hearing French, so. I am not used to hearing anything else. <laughs> right. So, I mean, I, there's no way to really tell. Yeah. Damn what? it. Damn it, what my anecdotal no. evidence. Yeah. Or I could be making it up. Just be interesting. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, oh, no, more dead space. See, that's how you feel it, by recognizing it and then sounding like an idiot in it. That's okay. That's your first time. That's like uh, the, oh, what's her name? South uh, Mrs. South Carolina in the such as and if uh, in her answer about I think Iraq and maps or something. Oh yeah, I remember that Just, short. Yeah, filling it. You know, it's it, you're stalling. You're stalling until you think of something else. And maybe oh. maybe that's why people talk about the weather. Yeah, possibly. I mean, well, obviously, yeah. if their town didn't get destroyed by a tornado, um, yeah, that's something that's legitimately uh, conversationable. Conversationable. Right. But yeah, weather is just so innocuous. Innocu- Man, I feel... That's another thing. <laughs> what if you use some words that don't make sense or aren't what they... You know, you're just so scared of sounding like an idiot with, when talking to someone new. That's true. That's because true. I don't know. But you could always, you know, admit, like, I don't know if that's a real word, but this is what I'm trying to express. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. Here's... Let me say that another way. I'm then not going to I'm going to add conversationable to Urban Dictionary. Right, right. But then you sound desperate. You sound desperate if you try and explain <laughs> yourself or come off as too, uh, getting too, too... Self-conscious? I, I, lost, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I don't know. I oh. think, like, there's, there's no way to stop yourself from sounding like an idiot, especially <laughs> if one is nervous. Um, but, but they're... Is just like accepting it and rolling with it, or like laughing it off, kind of as a bit more of an icebreaker than yeah. getting embarrassed and nervous about it. I think if you're afraid of sounding like an idiot, you're going to end up sounding more like an idiot. Like uh, Miss Carolina. Yes, yes. Probably yes. would have gotten more points for just saying, "I don't know." Next question. <laughs> <laughs> 
Fair, yeah. fair point. So yeah, um, my dinner's done, and I've got people to feed. And Yay! Stuff, so. That seems like a natural place to end. Thanks for you know making the cooking very interesting. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm glad I could ease the time or ease the. Uh, uh, I don't know. There's yeah. a better way to say that, but this is a horrible way to end a conversation. But you know what? I'm not going to keep you on the line while we do the Minnesota goodbye. That's cool because I hate this. All right, so let's just so, yeah. say goodbye, and it Have was nice night. talking um, to you. Throw me a message or something on Facebook, I guess, when it gets up. When yep. we publish the episodes, and that'll be cool. Absolutely, I will do that. All right. Have a good night, Ben. You too. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. And there you have it. Thank you, Mana, for the delightful conversation. As it turns out, I used to work with Mana's husband, but I didn't know this going into the conversation at all. And obviously we had some shared experience growing up in the same area. But really, that's what you're doing in these in these conversations. You're looking for things you have in common, and you're looking for the things that you don't have in common but interest you greatly, because otherwise, why are you having a conversation, and why are you listening? And I think it did turn out better than last week. I was. It seemed like I was more present and willing. You know, I was, I was hands at my side or on the knees, just ready to go in and say something when when needed. And it, it's all it's a participation sport conversation. You know, you have to pay attention to what's going on on the field. I'm using finger quotes. That's really good over the podcast. Uh, but you know. You're paying attention, you're you're picking up on the flow, the rhythm, and just seeing where the other person wants to go. It's a give and take, it's a it's not a tug of war, but a a joint effort, and there you have a conversation. So that's it for this week. I will see you next week. We'll see how the conversation goes. And of course, as always, submit your information at bitterstrangers.com if you want to have a conversation. And thank you to Brad Sucks for the theme music. You can find more from Brad Sucks at bradsucks.net. Thanks so much, and I will talk to you later. Right? Because we're going to have a conversation. That's presumptuous. I apologize.